This is the Scott Thompson Show podcast. This received a tremendous amount, and at least to me, in terms of the time of year. I mean, we posted this to Facebook yesterday, and it got a plethora, an armada, a battalion of responses on CHML's Facebook page. And I looked at that and I thought, wow, this is something that is really striking a chord. And it's something that we've talked about for, well, years on end. And it all is based on a poll that was conducted by Ipsos on behalf of Global News that basically says a majority of Canadians believe that when Queen Elizabeth II passes away, when she dies and Prince Charles ascends to the throne, Canada should cut ties with the monarchy. It revealed that 53% of us think it may soon be time to bid farewell to the monarch as our head of state. We'll talk with Sean Simpson, the VP of Ipsos Public Affairs, following the news at 12.30 to really dig deep into the study numbers and some of the statistics that they uncovered. But to begin this discussion, Jamie Bradley is the Atlantic representative with Citizens for Canadian Republic. And Jamie joins us today. Jamie, how are you? I'm fine, Rick. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Thanks for joining us here on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Any surprise at that 53% number? Not not really. Uh, the most surprising thing, actually, was that a poll was done when there wasn't a, uh, a highly emotional or celebratory event, like a royal wedding or a royal birth or the 90th uh, birthday of the Queen, uh, because that's usually when polls come out. So it was, it was nice to see this poll happen when almost nothing was happening royal-wise. And actually, I'd like to see a poll happen when something scandalous happens to see what the the uh, opinion of the Canadian public is. That would be very interesting. And you raise a good point because really nothing has happened, good or bad, over the last week or even month, really, for the royal family to get Canadians either all up in arms or excited about you know being attached to the monarchy. So that 53%, do you think, is a number that, I don't know, can be trusted or, or is believable or uh, is um, you know impactful in terms of what Canadians think of, of the monarchy? Well, I think it's more telling that uh, the monarchy <laughs> is more, uh, I'm going to get myself in trouble but <laughs> than we always do anyway, uh, is more about celebrity. It's more about emotion and celebration as opposed to uh, the workings of our country. And that is why you believe most Canadians, at least 53% in this latest poll, want want to stay attached because they they like the heritage? They They maybe appreciate that tie? Um, hmm. I, like I said, I think it's mostly emotional. Um, a lot of Canadians that I've read comments on, and I've read a lot of comments, uh, think that by uh, cutting it political ties, these formal ties with the British monarchy, well, it's actually the Canadian monarchy. It's, it's one crown. It's many crowns and one head, basically, um, that we're going to erase history, which is just, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's This is 2016, soon to be 2017. It's not 1984. We're not going to rewrite history mm-hmm. just because we cut formal ties. Our history is our history, and we can celebrate our history. But that doesn't mean that we have to continually live history by having a uh, a British head underneath our Canadian crown. 
We're chatting with uh, Jamie Bradley, Atlantic representative for the uh, Citizens for Canadian Republic, uh, about a new poll conducted by Ipsos on behalf of Global News, revealing that 53% of Canadians think it uh, may soon be time to bid farewell to the monarch as our head of state. I'm going to ask you about why uh, we should rid ourselves of the monarchy. But first off, I mean, you've, as you said, read comments from coast to coast. I'm sure you've talked with pro-monarchist individuals. Are there any benefits to keeping the monarchy? I I don't think so, and, and we don't think so. I mean, really, what does the monarchy do for Canada? Anything that a monarch, quote-unquote monarch, would do is done by our governor general, who is Canadian. So first off, why can't we have a head of state that is Canadian? Whether we call it a king, queen, or we call it a president, or we call it a chancellor, we can call it whatever we want. We can call it the great beaver if we want to. <laughs> but, it's got a good ring to it. It does, doesn't it? Or, or the maple leaf. <laughs> but, uh, but it's basically, yes, why can't a Canadian? Why does it have to be a member of a, a family that grows up, is born, grows up in, in England? It doesn't make sense. We, we, as a Canadian nation, have been evolving ever since 1867 with becoming a nation, with um, having a, an actual Canadian as a governor general. To the 1950s, we had a Brit as the governor general, sort of like babysitting. Mm-hmm. And then we get our own flag in 1965, and then we get our own uh, national anthem in 1980. Oh, Canada was unofficial until 1980. This is part of a long, slow road that Canadians tend to prefer. It's an evolution on our way to complete independence. And until we have a Canadian head of state, we are still not totally independent of Britain. After, you know, after hearing all those, you know, milestones uh, for our country, is there one that sticks out to you that that you think, you know, that that should have been the moment where we said, all right, we're done? I think our flag. Really, I think the Canadian flag, which is purely Canadian, doesn't have a, a, a little uh, union flag in the corner. And, uh, and although it divided the country in 1964, there's something called the flag flap, mm-hmm. where the country was literally divided politically and culturally and, and uh, emotionally on what the flag should be, until it was just decided, yes, it is time for us to have our own flag. Mostly because we were uh, really representing ourselves internationally, with uh, especially the United Nations and the Security Council, that in some countries where Canada was serving, Having a union, uh, the union jack with the union flag in the corner of our our own flag, the red ensign, was detrimental, and uh, a lot of people didn't trust it. So we had to be independent. We had to stand on our own two feet, and uh, like I said, it's just one more step. So, what's the arguments that that you want to make to rid ourselves of the monarchy? Why would Canada be better off without the queen or a king as our head of state? Well, right now the king or queen, right now it's the queen, doesn't do anything. She stays in England. She comes and visits. I think she had 22 visits over her entire reign. And it's lovely to see her. I mean, personally, I admire her as a person, as a woman, having this uh, huge weight upon her shoulders. And I think she is uh, served with so much grace and, uh, and dedication and loyalty. Um, so, but that aside, we're talking about politics and we're talking about the political system of Canada. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it's, it's just, like I said, it's time for us to grow up and recognize that a Canadian could do just as good a job of representing our country internationally and nationally than somebody from England. If there's an international function, say the, the D-Day celebrations a few years ago, the Queen was going to be there representing England, 
but she wasn't representing any of the other 16 realms that she has a crown on, uh, a crown representing. Our governor general went in her stead. So we have the queen standing next to the governor general. So our head of state should actually represent Canada internationally, and that should be a Canadian. Right. The biggest stumbling block, however, is reopening the Constitution, and that will probably take a Herculean task to do so. Well, yeah, that's that's an interesting point. We have we've been consulting with uh, constitutional and confederation experts about this whole thing. It's um, 41A in the Constitution talks about the office of the Queen, and it's very very vague. In fact, it's vague what the Canadian monarchy's job is in Canada. So it might not necessarily be a case of us opening up the Constitution. We could just not declare anybody in the office of the queen or we could declare that it's the governor general who sits in the office of the queen it doesn't say that it has to be a british monarch who is in the office of the queen Hmm. and if we talk about that the next person in line for the throne is charles who will be king so does that mean the king is going to sit in the canadian office of the queen will we have to open the open up the constitution to take care of that i think it's a lot it could be a lot easier than we think Interesting as, stuff. As showed, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say interesting stuff, and, and, and that is going to be obviously a, a big bridge to cross when we get there because, you know, we haven't done this in, you know, well over 50 years. Yeah. Well, we just take whatever, whoever, sorry, not whatever, whoever Britain sends us. Britain tells us who our head of state will be. And for me as, as a Canadian, that, I'm enraged by that, that we allow another country to tell us who our head of state is. And and one one more thing, next year is our 150th anniversary, right. correct? Yep. Sesquicentennial. Huge celebration in Ottawa. Lots of, proud to be Canadian. And if any member of the royal family goes to Parliament Hill on Canada Day, or even if the Governor General goes to Parliament Hill on Canada Day, our Canadian flag is lowered from the top of the Peace Tower, and their royal standard goes up. And that is unfathomable to me, celebrating our 150th anniversary and we don't have the canadian flag up on the peace tower yeah how do you like them apples jamie thanks yeah. <laughs> thanks for the time today enjoy the rest of the uh, the holiday week it's been a pleasure same to you and your right. listeners. you're listening to the scott thompson show weekdays from noon to three on am 900 chml all right back to the story where a majority of canadians believe that when queen elizabeth ii dies and prince charles ascends to the throne canada should cut ties with the monarchy. The poll conducted by Ipsos on behalf of Global News has revealed that 53% of us think it may soon be time to bid farewell to the monarch as our head of state. Sean Simpson is the VP of Ipsos Public Affairs and joins us now. Sean, how are you? Uh, Very well, thank you. Thanks for uh, making some time with us uh, during this uh, holiday week. Uh, Very appreciative. Um, Talk to us about this study and and maybe the genesis of it. Why Why was this done? Well, uh, at the end of the year, we, we do a series of, of uh, polls for Global News on all kinds of things, ranging from holiday traditions to wrapping up 
2007, uh, the 2016 rather, looking forward to 2017, uh, understanding people's finances and other uh, issues that are in the news. And of course, uh, the royals are often in the news, uh, especially this year, given the Queen's 90th birthday and the royal visit by William and Kate. So we decided to ask some questions about the, the monarchy, um, just to understand where Canadians are, and we can track those, those attitudes back to previous times that we've asked these questions uh, earlier this year, actually. And what we found is that uh, there's a significant change in, in people's opinions here at the end of the year uh, than there was around the Queen's birthday or around the time of the royal visit. Yeah, so the poll reveals that 53% of Canadians say that, you know, once Queen Elizabeth passes away and Prince Charles ascends to the throne, Canada should cut ties with the monarchy. And that is a 10-point jump since last September when Prince William and Kate uh, were visiting Canada with their children. Do we know why the change? Well, that's that's a great question, because that is a significant change, 10 points in, in really just a couple of months. Um, it got me thinking. We always tip, we typically do these polls during times of, of excitement. So uh, during the, the royal wedding of 2010, uh, the subsequent visit by, by William and Kate, uh, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee last year, the Queen's 90th birthday earlier this year, another royal visit by William and Kate along with their children in the fall of this year. And so I, I think what happens is that we capture or we measure public opinion during times of, of this excitement. And we don't typically do the polls during downtimes when there, there's not a lot of news about the royals that, that we're seeing. And so that's what this poll here at the end of the year functions as. And, and we see a 10-point difference in, in the proportion of Canadians who believe we should sever ties to the monarchy between now, at a time where nothing remarkable is happening, and just a couple of months ago when there was a royal visit. Do you think, and this is you know probably just a personal view, uh, but do you think this is a bigger slight on Charles ascending to the throne and he being our head of state as opposed to just slashing ties with the monarchy? Um, yeah, it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, we know that Charles isn't as, as favored as, as, as Her Majesty the Queen or, uh, or William, uh, Charles' son. Um, I think actually what it is is it's a, um, it's a, a celebration of, of, of Queen Elizabeth um, and, and the job that she's done in her role because, you know, Canadians may not favor the monarchy in, in general and particularly Quebecers, but when it comes to our present monarch, Queen Elizabeth, people are overwhelmingly uh, in favor. Her, her, her approval ratings are over 80 percent, and you know any politician would uh, would die to have approval ratings like that. Justin Trudeau included. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, this poll was conducted between December 15th and 21st uh, of this year with a sample of 3,004 Canadians. Uh, it's accurate to within uh, two percentage points, 19 times out of 20, and, and all adults were polled. Um, but you mentioned, you know, not really anything exciting or even controversial has happened or, or was happening at that time. So do you think this 53% is an accurate number? I mean, the, the, there was no highs, there was no lows. This is just general, hey, how do you feel about the monarchy? Yeah, you know, it's probably, in hindsight, more accurate than uh, the polls that we take during times of excitement um, because there, there's no um, external bias, uh, I'd say, uh, well, is it in the news cycle that is influencing the, the results? 
Now, if we look at a number like 53%, you say, oh dear, okay, are we going to now be thrown into a, a constitutional uh, debate uh, soon? The answer is likely not, uh, because that 53% is informed by nearly three-quarters of Quebecers who agree that uh, ties to the monarchy should be severed, and then half or fewer of the rest of the people in, in all the other provinces. And, of course, to, to invoke constitutional change, we need a certain percentage of the population uh, representing a certain proportion of the, of the provinces, and we're nowhere close to that threshold here. Sean Simpson is uh, the Vice President of Ipsos Public Affairs, joins us here on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in for Scott here today. You mentioned Quebec, 73% of respondents in that province said that links to Britain should be severed upon the Queen's death. Really no surprise whatsoever in what Quebecers are saying. No, and, and yet two-thirds of them still believe that Queen Elizabeth has done a good job in, in her role as, as, as monarch. So it's not an indictment of, of, of Queen Elizabeth, but you know, we have to remember the history of, 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 of Quebec and French Canada and how it's, it's different from English Canada because French Canada was essentially conquered on the Plains of Abraham. And so they have no historic um, affinity to to the British monarchy, uh, like we maybe do in English Canada, where many of our descendants uh, came from from the British Isles. Uh, and so it's it's a much different history there, and and explains why Quebecers have never really been terribly fond of the monarchy to begin with. Here's going to be the interesting point in all this, because right now, uh, you know, December 27th, 2016, Queen Elizabeth II is still alive. This poll asks Canadians whether they believe that when she does die, whether or not we should rid ourselves of the monarchy. After the Queen dies, I think there's going to be such an outpouring of emotion that this 53% number is going to be much different. Oh, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, we're we're going to be... Uh, flooded for uh, a week, uh, you know, it, it, it'll dominate the news cycle, and then we'll hear about preparations of of, uh, of the funeral, and then there will be a coronation, and and uh, there will be a lot of of, of uh, pomp and circumstance. And around those times, we usually find that that support uh, for the monarchy increases. So I, I don't think this is is something where we're going to be thrown into a debate immediately after. Um, Queen Elizabeth dies, and and I think people will be will be seeking out uh, or, or testing Charles to see what happens in the first couple of years. And you know, there's always an uh, an off chance that that he decides to pass it on to William. It's it's I think highly unlikely, but there's a chance. And we know that that a majority of Canadians believe that William and Kate will keep the monarchy relevant. I think they're 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 a new style of of royal. And so they may just be doing enough to preserve the monarchy for another two generations. And I suspect that makes the Queen very happy. Uh, Sean Simpson is VP of uh, Ipsos Public Affairs, joining us here on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Ipsos also asked several questions linked to the Netflix series The Crown. Tell us about that portion of this poll. Well, and and uh, that that's pretty interesting because we we wanted to know what proportion of Canadians have have watched the Netflix series The Crown, and it's thirteen uh, percent comprised of five percent who have seen all ten episodes, another eight percent who have seen um, a, a few episodes. That in and of itself is is neither here nor there. What's interesting is that we're able to look at all of the other opinions in the survey based on whether or not people have seen 
the crown. And support for Queen Elizabeth among all Canadians is 81%. It rises to 88% among those who have seen uh, the series. Um, the proportion of all Canadians who believe that William and Kate will keep the monarchy relevant, 67%, rises to 75% among those who have seen the series. And the, those who have watched The Crown are also much more likely to believe that the constitutional monarchy helps to define uh, the Canadian identity. And so there are two things that could be happening here. One is that people who are more favorable towards the monarchy are more likely to watch the show. That's certainly plausible. The other theory is that people who are watching the show become more favorable towards the monarchy, and, and, and that's also uh, plausible. Um, it, it's actually not the monarchy, but the monarch. They're more likely to be favorable towards Queen Elizabeth herself rather than believing that the institution could, should continue to exist here in Canada. Throw in the Netflix series, throw in, you know, today's news cycle that includes monsters like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and really, uh, Will and Kate, and you can throw in Prince Harry, have really become global celebrities. It might be, uh, well, it's probably going to be very interesting to see once uh, William and Kate take over, well, whether it's you know a few years or many years down the road, how they will be accepted not only in Canada but around the world. Well, and we've already got a majority of Canadians at 60% who believe that the Queen and the royal family are, are simply celebrities and, and nothing more. Uh, we have a governor general here in Canada who, who performs the Queen's tasks uh, on, on her behalf. Um, and so even though people may agree with the, with the, the form of the constitutional monarchy, um, it's 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 the Canadian version of it is is with a governor general and you know the Queen of the Royals is celebrities and they're always well received here in Canada by by the majorities and the thousands of people who line up to 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 see them. Um, but this is this is about the celebrity of of the Royals and not necessarily the affinity that Canadians have towards the institution of the monarchy who sits in. You know, Buckingham Palace. Are there similar debates in in other uh, countries who have the monarchy? Australia, for example. Yeah, and and in fact, uh, you know, the Australians have been a little bit more um, uh, uh, activist, progressive, I suppose, in 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 their um, in their form of government, where you know they they're even electing um, their their head of state. Uh, they're, they're part of the Commonwealth, but but the the attitudes uh, vary vary um, substantially. I think out of all of the uh, former dominions or, or Commonwealth countries, Canada has a, a bit of a unique um, and a and a special place, and and we see that and we hear that from the Queen when she comes. We hear that from her from her children and grandchildren when when they come. I think part of it is proximity. Uh, you know, we're, we're an ocean away, but we're much closer than a place like Australia. Um, so we get more news coming from from the UK. Um, we've 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 had hundreds of years of history uh, with the, with the monarchy. I think it's it's just going to be so difficult to change um, that um, form of government here in Canada that even though we've got a, a slim majority agreeing that we should end ties. It's likely not to happen anytime soon. Do you recall a poll in our earlier guest, Jamie Bradley, from Citizens for a Canadian Republic? Has there ever been a poll, whether it's Ipsos or not, that was conducted re-the-monarchy in times of crisis or in a, in a controversial time? Yeah, well, uh, if we go back to, to um, you know, Princess, 
Nieto's death and and the the aftermath of that, and what I mean by that is the the response from the the, the monarchy. And it was, I think, from the public's point of view, mis- mismanaged uh, a little bit. And the Queen's support went went down. It certainly wasn't less than a than a, than a majority. But um, you know, we see that people's opinions are 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 greatly influenced by by the news cycle. When they see the royals behaving badly, uh, opinion of the of the monarchy goes down. Then there's times of pomp and circumstance and excitement and tradition. Uh, support tends to tends to rise. You know, before up until 2010, uh, support for Queen Elizabeth herself was was in the low to mid 70s, uh, and it was at 2010 was the royal wedding, and and since then we've had a fairly steady stream of of good news events, uh, almost one every year, uh, and uh, that tends to to push her support up and push support for the, for the monarchy up. Um, and now, I think, until maybe uh, Harry uh, gets married, there will be no, I think, substantial news. Um, and we may see numbers start to tick down a little bit, but, but nowhere uh, close to uh, something that, that would be as, as concerning as, as the response to Princess Diana's death. And as long as Harry uh, doesn't do any more, uh, you know, nude poker games or whatever in Las Vegas from years gone by, I think he'll be okay too. Well, he seems to be to be growing up a little bit, and yeah. I, I think the pressure's off Harry a little bit as well because he's moving down the list of of heirs. You know, we've got uh, George now, who's the heir, and uh, Charlotte, who's the spare, uh, and uh, and so it's uh, it's it's becoming increasingly unlikely uh, that Harry will ever be. Um, uh, thrown into the position of of, of monarch, uh, I think he's quite happy with that, uh, and maybe there's a little less attention uh, on him and a little bit more attention on his uh, darling niece and nephew. Sean, thanks for the time today. Enjoy the rest of the week. My pleasure. Happy New Year. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM 900 CHML. The year of all years in terms of celebrity deaths. No moss. That's it. We're done. We've tapped out. Too many high-profile celebrities have passed away this year. It has been a year like no other. From musicians to actors to athletes, this year has seen the world lose some of its most famous and beloved people. From David Bowie to Prince to Gary Shandling, Muhammad Ali... Arnold Palmer, George Michael, Alan Thicke, Leonard Cohen. And today, as you heard breaking news here on AM 900 CHML, Carrie Fisher has passed away. Jacob has some audio clips from a number of these amazing individuals that have passed away this year. Maybe we'll start with Carrie Fisher, who died earlier today. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. The Imperial Senate will not still for this. When they hear you've attacked a diplomat... Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. You weren't on any mercy mission this time. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away! 
James Earl Jones and Carrie Fisher. Uh, James Earl uh, playing, obviously, the role of Darth Vader. Carrie Fisher, an iconic performance as Princess Leia in Star Wars, passing away earlier today at the age of 60, officially pronounced dead at 8.55 this morning after being in critical condition for the past few days. She had gone into cardiac arrest on uh, December 23rd, which would have been Friday, um, after uh, having a heart attack on a flight from London to L.A. Wow, wow, wow. It's been an unbelievable year. Uh, Billy Lord, Fisher's daughter, says uh, it is with a very deep sadness that uh, we confirm that our beloved mother, Carrie Fisher, has passed away. She was loved by the world, and she will be missed profoundly. Our entire family thanks you for your thoughts and prayers. Fisher experienced a cardiac arrest 15 minutes before her United Airlines flight was due to land. An emergency medical technician who happened to be on the plane administered CPR. She was rushed to uh, the UCLA Medical Center as soon as the plane landed at LAX. Um, Another one on the list of incredible celebrities that has passed away this year. Fisher recently revealed during an appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show that she had a brief affair with Harrison Ford during the filming of Star Wars when she was 19 and he was in his 30s and married. Uh, Details of the affair were reportedly shared in Fisher's new memoir, The Princess Diarist, which she was promoting through her book tour. Carrie Fisher, dead at the age of 60. Has there been a celebrity death in 2016 that hit you the hardest it could be david bowie it could be prince muhammad ali which one hit you the hardest we're going to go through many of the key celebrities who passed away and the imprint that they left on our society and in our memories but feel free to call in and talk about your memory, whether it is Carrie Fisher or a number or a, a, a celebrity who died this year that really hit you hard. Maybe it was their age. Maybe it was because you grew up listening to their music or watching them in the sporting realm or on the big screen or the small screen, whatever the case is. Give us a call and share your thoughts. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. Sarah on Twitter at AM900CHML writes, Princess Leia, why 2016? Why? 2016 has been a rough year. Maybe we'll do this in chronological order in terms of significant celebrities who passed away this year and Again, our producer, Jacob Smith, has a number of audio clips that he'll play for us uh, associated with these deaths. We'll start with David Bowie. Back on January the 10th, the world bid farewell to Bowie after he succumbed to a secret 18-month battle with cancer just days after the release of his final album.
Bowie. What a career he had. That career spanned um, many musical styles, ranging from glam rock all the way to soul. He did a number of incredible uh, albums, many great songs. David Bowie passing away on January 10th. Just four days later, the celebrity world was rocked again by the passing of Alan Rickman, well known for his role as Severus Snape. In the Harry Potter series, he died at the age of 69 after suffering cancer. I can teach you how to bewitch the mind and ensnare the senses. I can tell you how to bottle fame, brew glory, and even put a stopper in death. He played Snape to a T. Alan Rickman passing away January 14th. He won a Golden Globe during his colorful career as a film television and theater actor has there been a celebrity death this year a celebrity who passed away that really hit you the hardest 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell you can email rick at 900 chml.com at am 900 chml at rick zamprin on twitter for just joining us carrie fisher has died Yes, Princess Leia of Star Wars fame passing away just before 9 this morning following a heart attack that she suffered uh, during a flight from London to L.A. on Friday. Maurice White passed away February 5th. White was the founder and lead singer of iconic U.S. funk and soul band Earth, Wind and Fire, which was formed in 1969, he died at the age of 74 after suffering Parkinson's disease for a number of years. Here's another one for many book lovers. Harper Lee, this one hit home for fans of To Kill a Mockingbird. She passed away February 19th. She authored that great book, To Kill a Mockingbird, and became a sensation after the novel On the Racial Divide in America's Deep South, a really took hold of the public who grabbed up the book and loved every sentence. It sold more than 40 million copies and earned her a Pulitzer Prize. It was something I never expected to... Uh, the, I never expected that the book would sell in the first place. I was hoping for a quick and merciful death at the hands of the reviewers. But I was hoping that maybe somebody might like it well enough to give me some encouragement about it. She was hoping for a quick and merciful death. (laughs) Now, she got a ton of encouragement and great accolades, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2007 by then U.S. President George W. Bush. Harper Lee was 89 when she passed away. February 19th. Is there a celebrity who passed away this year? We're talking about 2016 being just a horrendous year in terms of not only the number of celebrity deaths, but the high-profile nature of these celebrities. So many wonderful sports figures, musicians, actors, personalities that touched our hearts, made a connection with us over the last however many decades. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Which celebrity passed away this year really connected with you? 
Sir George Martin died on March the 8th, affectionately known as the Fifth Beatle. Martin was an English record producer. He etched his name into the Guinness Book of World Records for having more than 50 number one hits over five decades in the United States and the UK alone. Sir George Martin was 90. This one for me kind of came out of nowhere. And it's almost a guy who not necessarily disappeared, but really went behind the scenes of the last number of years. And that was Gary Shandling, who passed away on March 24th. The comedian died after he collapsed in his home in Los Angeles at the age of 66. He suffered a heart attack. He starred in The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. It's Gary Shandling's show, as well as the Larry Sanders show. Gary Shandling, what a funny guy he was. And I remember the, was it the It's the Gary Shandling Show that the, the intro music was, hey, this is the Gary Shandling Show, the Gary Shandling Show, and over and over and over it is. That was a great show. He was a great man. This perhaps, this individual, at least for music lovers, besides David Bowie, might be the one that's right up there in terms of impactfulness. That would be Prince, who died April 21st died of an accidental overdose on the prescription painkiller fentanyl. The 57-year-old was found dead at his Paisley Park estate. One of his best-known hits, Purple Rain, won him a Grammy and an Oscar. The anniversary of Prince's death will be marked next year by a four-day celebration at Paisley Park. And, you know, at 57, so many more years where you think, man, he could have just made a huge impact on the music scene. Even as a producer, which he was doing some great work as. 57, way too young. For an individual that uh, accomplished so much. This one for me might be the one that answers my question in which celebrity death hit you the hardest in 2016. And if you have that person in mind for you, give us a call at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Which celebrity death, which celebrity who passed away connected with you the most? And for me... In 2016, it was Muhammad Ali, who passed away on June the 3rd. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. The American boxing great and civil rights crusader died at the age of 74 in a hospital in Phoenix, Arizona. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone. Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Oh, he was great. <laughs> uh, he was suffering from a respiratory illness and septic shock and had a long uh, battle and uh, complications associated with Parkinson's disease. A three-time world champion boxer and self-proclaimed greatest of all time uh, was remembered in a moving memorial service in his hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. How about Gene Wilder, who died August 29th? 
The actor who played Willy Wonka in the original film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory died in his Connecticut home of complications from Alzheimer's disease. Wilder was 83. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long, 54 inch wide gorilla? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> he was such a funny guy. Uh, Wilder uh, was uh, diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 1989. Just before the break, Arnold Palmer, passing away in September uh, 25th, regarded as one of the best golfers in history. He was 87. He won seven uh, majors, four masters, 62 PGA Tour events, regarded as the king he retired in 2006 and uh, was one of the guys who transcended the game of golf, according to Jack Nicholas. We'll complete our list of celebrities who passed away in 2016 when we come back. You're listening to The Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. You're listening to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML. Leonard Cohen, another celebrity death here in 2016. Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in for Scott all week long. Recapping our long list of celebrity deaths here in 2016. Cohen dying on November the 7th. Canadian singer, songwriter, musician, novelist. Died in his sleep after falling in the middle of the night at his home in L.A. He was 82. Which celebrity death connected with you the most phil emails hello rick the death of david bowie hit me hard he was a big influence in my life and his music is timeless he was an icon and did it all singer songwriter guitar player introduced art and glam rock collaborator choreographer he was an actor writer pioneer in introducing digital music and the list goes on r.i.p bowie that email from phil and well said florence henderson died november 24th Best known for playing Carol Brady on The Brady Bunch, she was 82 when she passed away from heart failure on November 24th. Alan Thicke, December 13th, the Canadian actor best known for his role as Dr. Jason Seaver, the father on the ABC TV series Growing Pains, which ran for seven seasons. The 69-year-old Thicke suffered a heart attack while playing hockey with his son, Carter. Jaja Gabor died December 18th. Born Sari Gabor, the Hungarian actress, died of heart failure in Los Angeles at the age of 99. The actress was married at least eight times. Gabor, again, died on December 18th. And on Christmas Day, just two days ago, George Michael died peacefully at his home in Goring, England, at the age of 53. We'll go with C. C I'll tell you what, we'll go with C. And if it's wrong, I'll match it so we make it the 64. This is a clip of... We're going to 64, but... George Michael on Celebrity... Who wants to be a millionaire? So we'll do that, yeah? We'll we'll go for C. C, British... Final answer. You think? Yeah, we're going to have to. Okay. Okay, C. British Cup Classic. Can't go back. Once you've gone to Orange, you can't go back. I don't know where it came from. The right answer is Breeders' Cup. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And it ended up winning. Uh, George Michael had uh, certainly had health issues and substance abuse problems throughout his life. He died of heart failure Christmas Day. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.